Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text this morning is the gospel lesson pointed for this day from the seventh chapter of St. Mark, which was read earlier. Brothers and sisters in Christ, when you think alien, you think scary. You think of something from outer space that has big teeth and eats people. Yet, in our text from Mark, alien is not the enemy. We are the enemy. We are our own worst enemy. After all, Jesus said nothing outside a man can make him unclean by going into him. Rather, it is what comes out of a man that makes him unclean. Alien outside is not the problem. Inside is the problem. Ironically, what is outside us, though not being the cause of the problem, can be the solution. Our internal uncleanness is washed clean by the external righteousness of Christ. Looking in, bad. Looking out, good. Our nature, bad. Christ's nature, good. So I guess we need to get off ourselves and into Christ. We need to transition from regulations to relationships. Jesus reminds us that nothing outside of us makes us unclean, but rather that sin which resides inside of us by nature. Ironically, it is something or someone outside us which indeed makes us clean. That would be the external righteousness of Christ. As navel gazers, we've got nothing. As we look out to Christ, though, we've got everything. Christ and his everything of grace are credited to us in faith. And that means that the fruit of our nature, shame and guilt, have been covered and ridden by Christ and replaced with the fruit of the Spirit. Rejoice in your new identity. Our old identity is defined by regulations, much like those addressed by Jesus in our text, which focus on who we are and what we do. Relationships, on the other hand, focus on who Jesus is and what he does. But who we are and what we do is kind of the focus of a Labor Day weekend. We take this time to thank God for the opportunity to to labor, to work. In Lutheran theology, we call this vocation. See, each of us has a number of vocations which afford us the opportunity to serve our neighbor. And it's all good. But that's not the type of work our text is talking about. 
Our text addresses our creating all sorts of rules and regulations which ironically are designed to protect us from serving our neighbor. They are designed to protect us from the accusation of God's law. But we fail big time. That's why Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Human nature tries so hard to get right with God by its own works. But that's got exhaustion and failure written all over it. So, so Jesus invites us to come to him with our burdens of shame and guilt, and, and he will give us rest. He'll give us the rest of his righteousness, the rest of his forgiveness. That's how we get right with God. So rest in that grace. Rest at the foot of the cross. I did a graveside funeral for one of our members a couple weeks ago, and it was hot out. People were searching for shade and, and rest and seats, but they were having difficulty finding any because of the encouraging large crowd. But under a tree, there was one large granite cross which served as someone's gravestone. And I noticed a few people sat at the base of that gravestone. Another one of our members gave me a wonderful sermon illustration. While some might have felt that sitting at the base of a gravestone was inappropriate, this fine member turned to me and said, I guess there's nothing wrong with sitting at the foot of the cross. Truer words were never said. There really is nothing wrong with sitting at the foot of the cross. There is everything right with sitting at the foot of the cross. It was on that cross of Good Friday where Jesus bore our burdens of shame and guilt. So sit at the foot of that cross. Rest in the grace of that cross. Apart from that grace, we are defined by shame and guilt. That's what's inside us. Jesus spells it out like this in our text. For from within, out of men's hearts, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. I feel kind of dirty just saying those words. And I am kind of dirty, and, and so are you. And no amount of rules or regulations will change that. So often we hear those naughty words and then we point at someone else. 
But that simply becomes another one of those traditions or constructs designed to protect us from their accusation doesn't work. As Nietzsche said, stare into the abyss long enough and the abyss stares back. That list of bad stuff is staring back and it soils us. So let's get washed clean. Let's, let's not wash ourselves. Let's be washed. Let's be washed by Jesus. He did it at our baptism. The same word used for washing our hands or washing the dishes, baptizo, is the word for baptism. There we were washed clean by the righteousness of Jesus. The shame and the, the guilt which burdened us and defined us were covered and ridden in our baptism. We came out of the waters of baptism brand spanking new and squeaky clean. And then we remember our baptism through daily repentance. Follow suit with King David who cried out to God, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. He did. He does. He will. That shame and guilt, gone. God reminds us through the prophet Isaiah, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. And the psalmist reminds us, as far as the east is from the west, <clears throat> so far has he removed our transgressions from us. This new identity has nothing to do with regulations and everything to do with relationship, our relationship with our Lord. See, what started outside us came very close to us at Christmas. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in Galatians 4, But when the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. From heaven above to earth he came. And he came to establish a relationship. What Jesus accomplished for all humanity on the cross, he gave to us personally in our baptism. Relationship was established through the washing of holy baptism. Listen to how Paul describes our gracious God working through baptism. In Titus 4, 3, Paul writes, But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, oh, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generally, through generously through our Jesus Christ our Savior so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Kindness, love, mercy. 
That is God's attitude toward us. Christ's righteousness, that is the alien external gift imputed to us through faith. Christ's innocence, that is the declaration spoken to us by God. And faith, simple trust. That is the gift of the Holy Spirit which grabs on to God's love, Christ's righteousness, and Christ's innocence. That is how God sees us despite what's going on inside us. And you can't get that stuff by creating all sorts of rules and regulations. You only get that stuff by grace. What's inside us by nature is not good. What's inside us by nature translates into some pretty ugly stuff and ushers in shame and guilt. But what's outside us is Christ's righteousness and Christ's innocence. What's outside of us in Christ becomes credited to us by grace. It's ours. Pure gift. It is the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this gift translates into the fruit of the Spirit, which sounds a lot better than our Lord's definition of what comes out of us by nature. Compare that naughty stuff with this nifty stuff, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. When what is outside us in Christ gets inside us through faith, that's what happens. It's all good. Let the hymnist sum it up. Salvation unto us has come by God's free grace and favor. Good works cannot avert our doom. They help and save us never. Faith looks to Jesus Christ alone who did for all the world atone. He is our one redeemer. I invite you to join with me as we sing this verse.